Transcripts and recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, you'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Light It Up. I am your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. I'm so excited about this week's episode of Light It Up because I have a, a special guest, Um, You all know that I say that all of my guests are special, um, but this particular guest is special because she has been through a life-changing transition and is using her experience and her background to help others. There are certain topics that I don't necessarily dive into on Light It Up, and it's not that they aren't important, but Sometimes those topics can be a little bit triggering, and I will tell you that um, while today's episode, the topic may start off as potentially triggering for some or sensitive in nature, I want you all to know that there is definitely light on the other side, and our goal today is to help um, people who have experienced pain in their life to find um, assistance so that they can become healed. Uh, Today's guest is Latarsha Halton, who is from, um, she's an author first, let me say that, of Breaking the Silence. And uh, she also is a transformational life coach. Um, uh, So Latasha, welcome to Light It Up. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I feel honored to be here with you today. (laughs) Great. So I want to give you an opportunity um, to tell my viewing audience a little bit about yourself. I alluded to the fact that um, you were able, you experienced some transition or difficult times, you know, during your life, but have been able to make a transition and get through pain that you experienced at a young age. Um, But I want to give you an opportunity to kind of share with our audience before we kind of dive into that. Who are you? I know that you're a wife. I know you're a mother, but why don't you, uh, you know, tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, um, I am a believer in Jesus Christ, first and foremost. Um, God put it in my heart to tell my story and I began to tell my story and as I was sharing my story with others publicly I was helping them but all along I was healing myself Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm always sharing with people to tell your story because it not only helped and unlocked the prison of someone else's mindset and journey that they're on but it also helps you to heal by being open openness breeds openness Mm -hmm. and 
So I have a 12 step program because in the midst of my storm, my trauma that I've experienced, I did not know how to love myself. I did not know how to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. My boundaries was invaded at a very young age. So I had this 12 step program that I go around and teaching men and women how to love themselves. The Bible, I, I use biblical principle and God always says to love others as yourself, but people always leave out the as yourself. And so we always try to love other people because it's easier to, to love and want to heal and help everybody else. It takes a lot more energy to work on yourself. And so this is what I teach of how to love yourself and how you will change the world around you once you start loving yourself. And then you can love other people in a healthy way mm -hmm. because if you don't love yourself, it's no way humanly possible that we can love others in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that I'm big on learning to love yourself learning how to surround yourself with safe people, being able to set boundaries. And, you know, I, I just have a heart for people because I know what that pain felt like. I know what it's like growing up and going through life, not being able to love yourself. So I have embraced being able to love myself and knowing who I am, my identity in Christ. And I feel so good. Like I feel joy. And so one of my biggest prayers is, is that God will fill me so much that everybody I come in contact with will be able to feel his presence and feel his joy. And they will be able to walk away with imprints that he was able to use me through. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's just been the best years of my life since I have released I have released and reclaimed my power that was taken away from me mm -hmm. at a young age. Yes. And, and, and speaking of that, um, and I'm sure you don't mind me sharing with the audience, you know, your pain in terms of breaking the silence, you were silent for nearly 30 years um, about uh, experiencing sexual abuse. Yes. Um, and I know from that trauma, actually, you you brought forth life. So your your son, um, mm -hmm. who who's now what around 30, 32 years old. Yes. Yes. And um, and we don't have to, you know, it's totally up to you. We don't have to go any further in terms of um, sharing who you were abused by. But we do know that. Um, sexual abuse is something that is prevalent. And unfortunately, um, so many, both boys and girls can experience sexual abuse and that trauma that goes along with that when they remain silent or when they don't have an outlet to share what has happened um, to them. My question to you is, um, after your experience um, of giving birth to your son um, at, at a young age, um, what was it or how long did it take you to um, finally 
feel comfortable with sharing what transpired? Was there something that happened where you just said that you had to release this uh, secret that you had been carrying with you for so many years? It's funny you would say that. Um, I was going through a divorce. Um, I started going to therapy mm-hmm. because I could not understand why or how I could stay in a marriage where my husband had went outside the marriage and had three different children by three different women. I said three different children. I'm sorry. <laughs> three children by three different women. <laughs> so, and I couldn't understand, like, why was it so hard for me to li- really leave this relationship? Mm-hmm. And I started going to therapy and I realized that it was because I was so used to abuse that it had became the norm for me. So in the midst of this divorce, I think that that was a time in my life where I just drew closer to God more than I ever have because I had been in that marriage for 12 years at that time. And it was very painful for me because I was so used to, you know, we got soul ties, we, you know, you have everything together and we've done everything together. And it was just a season of my life where I just needed to lean into God. Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting at the window and I was reading my Bible and I was praying and something just dropped in my spirit and said, you need to tell your story. And I started looking around and I said, I'm not telling my story. I'm not telling anybody that. I was like, how could I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, it just sat in my heart that whole entire day. And I called one of my best friends up and I started telling her that God is telling me I need to tell my story. And she said, well, what would that look like for you? And I said, I'm not doing it, you know? And the more that I start, I kept thinking about it and I was like, okay, God, for whatever reason you want this story to be told, I'm going to do it in fear. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it afraid. Mm-hmm. And I told my girlfriend and we were um, planning a conference. I was going to plan to tell my story at a conference. I said, well, maybe if we do a conference and have other speakers and I got other speakers, other women that experienced the same type of sexual trauma by their biological fathers as me. And so this was one of the things that um, I, that was just put on my heart. So we was planning a, a, a conference and we did a radio show. Mm-hmm. And so the radio show, a friend of hers said, you know, I have a radio show. Why don't you come on so we can start promoting the conference and stuff and building up. So on a radio show, we were all talking and all of a sudden, the last 10 minutes of the show, mm-hmm. I said, I was sexually abused by my biological father. And it got real quiet. And somebody said, did I just hear you say that you were sexually abused by your biological father? It just came out of my mouth out of nowhere. And in that moment, I felt relieved. And that was the first time I ever said that publicly at that radio show. And from that day forward, I just did it afraid. Wow. Did 
clearly it was placed on your spirit and your heart to release that. Yes. Um, did so before sharing that publicly, did your best friend know that you were abused by your biological father or did family members what or was that a secret that you also just held on to as well? That was a secret that I just held on to because I live with guilt and I live with shame mm-hmm. for so many years. Mm-hmm. And I had carried the burden burden of feeling like that was my fault. Mm-hmm. It was my fault. I could have done something different. I could have done something about it. Mm-hmm. And so with me living with that, I was not able to share that for a very, very long time. A very long time. Um, and how old were you when you became um, pregnant with your son? I was in my last year of high school. I was in the 12th grade. Wow. So, and I assume doing the math, we're we're probably around the same age. I'm going to say mid-40s? No. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I won't press you to tell your age. Well, whatever the age is. I'm 51. I'll be 51 this year. Yes. Well, you don't look it. (laughs) But that is a long time to carry that. Yes. And to feel like you were responsible uh, for something that honestly, I mean, when you think of your father, um, or father is supposed to be a protector right? And he's also the person who, the first man that a girl loves as well. And so just thinking about how that would obviously have some impact, not only on your self-esteem, your mental and emotional well-being, but then how you um, enter into relationships and what you accept in relationships from individuals. And though um, you know, I, I will share, I too have, um, gone through a divorce after 11 years of marriage. And, um, it's when I think about the steps that I went through in terms of going to counseling. So I'm glad to hear that that was one of the things that came out of your divorce that you felt, you know, the need to seek, um, counseling to kind of understand what was going what was going on, but it also gave you that um, courage right. to share what what transpired and to release that because that is an enormous burden yeah. to carry for all of those years. And it, you know, it makes me think about, um, you know, just the suffering that so many of our young people go through who remain silent and um, what their actions are going forward, where some people may, who don't know what has transpired may look at some young person's actions and not really question or get to the root of what's right. causing them to be this way or not asking the appropriate questions or the fact that this young person um felt like they had to carry that burden on their own or felt like they were responsible for an adult's action. 
And that is something that no young person or anyone should have to experience or carry with them. But what has come out of your pain is the, your ability to help other people because by having the courage to share your story, that means that other people will eventually come forward and you know be willing to reclaim their life by releasing that pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you decided to write your book, Breaking the Silence, um, was that difficult for you to put pen to paper um, about your experience? Or do you feel yes. like, okay. It was, but I had a awesome writing coach mm-hmm. and he would bring so much out of me. And as I was writing, he would ask me questions that triggered me that I didn't realize was still there after going to therapy for eight years. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was pretty intense because I was like, oh my goodness, I remember that. Oh my goodness. You know, you know, and so it's so important for people to go back to that eight year old child. If I did not go to therapy, I would have never realized that my childhood was affecting all the relationships in my life, all of them. I was failing tremendously Mm -hmm. and going to therapy for eight years, intensive therapy. I mean, when I tell you, I drove from Baltimore to Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. it took me an hour and a half to get from I lived in Pennsylvania, but I worked in Baltimore okay. and I drove from Baltimore to Pennsylvania to get home, which took an hour, mm-hmm. but it took an additional 30 minutes to get there. So, and then traffic is bad. Sometimes it was an hour and 45 minutes to two hours for me to get to therapy, but that is how determined I was to understand me. I wanted to meet me. Right. I did not know who I was. I had no identity. I was just existing in life and not living. But we have to go back to that eight-year-old child Mm -hmm. and heal her or him. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, we're taking that baggage into every relationship. And we get stagnated and we can't understand why we can't move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, um, and I, I don't know how to begin to even ask the next question because I have so many thoughts that are going through my mind. Um, because (laughs) I'm thinking about, you know, I don't, if you could go back to your eight-year-old self, okay. And, uh, when the first incident occurred, mm-hmm. do you, was there anyone around in your home or within your family that you think could have protected you 
um, had they noticed or paid attention to, you know, just maybe behavior or, you know what I mean, or interaction or something. Um, because I guess what I'm trying to get at, sometimes we think, um, you know, you, you can't let your children spend a night at a relative's house because you don't know if something may happen, but this happened in your own home mm-hmm. by your father. Um, but was there anyone that you think, you know, who could have protected you or saved you from the continuous trauma that you experienced? I think that, I, yes, I would have to say yes. Um, but that was if I had said something, but my behaviors, I think that they did not pay attention to my behaviors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did not pay attention. To my, I became very promiscuous. Okay. Um, I was angry. I was frustrated. You know, I felt, I felt, it just felt so disgusting to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I always felt dirty. No longer, no matter how long I showered, I still could not feel that cleanness that I wanted to feel. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it not only messed with my, my mindset, you know, of, wow, you know, like you're never going to get clean enough. You're never going to feel, um, worthy. I would have to use the word worthy. Mm-hmm. And I was robbed of that. Yes. And it was very painful for me. Mm-hmm. And so I began to try to do things to numb that pain. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you get to the place of forgiveness? Because, I mean, clearly that is definitely God working <laughs> on you. Um, but how did you finally get to that place? of forgiveness and once you got to the place of forgiveness um was that at the point where you decided to share or write your book or did that come afterwards it came afterwards okay um my father had started getting sick he had some um dementia and along with some other things and I remember my sister calling me and she's saying, dad needs a, um, you know, are you going to go to the nursing home to go visit dad? And I said, yes, I'm gonna go. I went and I talked to my dad and I said, you know, Hey, you know, I shaved him, you know, I was shaving him and her and I began to shave him together. And I just started having compassion. Um, the way that I was able to learn, because people always want to know, how did you do it? I don't want to know that you forgave your dad, but how did you do it? Mm-hmm. So I looked at his life and I just began to look at his childhood mm-hmm. and look at his relationship with his dad, which he really didn't have one. Mm-hmm. And then his relationship with his mother. I looked at, he was raised in a house with 14 children. My grandmother had 14 children. Okay. And 
I looked at like, how can you actually really show love and affection to 14 children? Like somewhere along the line, somebody's going to get neglected somewhere, you know, everybody's needs are not going to get met, you know, um, she did raise them all to be close. She raised them all to stick up for one another and just stick together like glue. That's one thing she taught them. I have to say, for a person to have that type of warped mindset, that had to be done to him. To think that this is okay to do, this is normal, because that's what he tried to convince me that this is normal, this is okay, this is how a father loves his daughter. So, and I just wanted my dad to love me, you know? And I think that every little girl just longs for that daddy's love because that's how God designed us. Right, yes. For that prince, you know? And so you just want that love from your dad and then from your love from your dad, then you want that from a man you know, to treat you and adore you the way that your daddy did. Mm -hmm. So with that, I just started looking deeper into his childhood, how he was raised, what he was was birthed into, the type of family and the things that he had to experience as a child growing up and not being able to get healed because usually abusers will abuse other people right. in some form of way. It doesn't have to be sexual, sexual abuse, but it can be abuse mentally, physically, emotionally, and it could be sexually. So it just depends. But, you know, and we as people tend to put band-aids on those wounds and then we just bleed on everybody around us. Mm-hmm. So if we don't heal internally it it just leaks out all over the place so to answer your question I began to look at his life like that and looked at how he was bleeding all on everybody else around him how he was abusing other people around him and I was like wow he never had any real freedom never he just existed and living with that guilt and that shame that he had to live with, like I did, I know he was only being tormented in his mind at all times. And that's probably the reason why he used drugs was because he was numbing the pain because he could not heal on his own. Mm-hmm. So as time went on, I just said, I need to reclaim my power. I need to forgive him so that I can start living. The more that I hated him and resented him was causing me to just exist. But when I began to forgive him, I started reclaiming my power by doing things like, I wouldn't wear pajamas for a very long time. I hated pajamas. Mm -hmm. I I mean, literally, I hated them. So I would sleep in my clothes, even as an adult. Mm -hmm. I would just always sleep in my clothes. I would find myself laying on the sofa with my jeans and t-shirt on and, you know, just not wanting to put pajamas on to the point where I'm so obsessed with pajamas now. They call me a pajama junkie. 
<laughs> because I just love pajamas. Mm -hmm. But that was one of the ways that I reclaimed my power because I said, no, I can wear pajamas. I am safe mm -hmm. and I'm going to protect me. And it's okay. I'm going to wear my pajamas, mm -hmm. you know? And then I started just things that he had done to me I started saying, no, you don't have that power over my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just started little by little, just taking my power back. And that is how I was able to forgive him and release him and wish blessings, pray blessings over his life, blessings that God would heal him, that God would forgive him because he did not really understand the depth of what he had done, because I feel like if he understood that, I think that he would have had a whole different perspective. Ignorance will kill a person. Yeah. So that is how I was able to forgive him and release him. Now you have since uh, publishing um, Breaking the Silence, mm -hmm. you um, have a conference um, called It's Your Time to Shine. And, and yes, which <laughs> is coming up um, November 19th in yeah. Tampa, Florida. So why don't you tell us about the conference? Um, why, what's the purpose of the conference? I mean, I get the gist by the title, but what exactly will, um, who's the targeted audience for in terms of attendees and what will they gain from the conference? Okay, so the conference is called It's Your Time to Shine. And I have a partner, her name is Shalon, Shalon Barnett. And we are, um, we, we both do a lot of the same things. Like she helps women in recovery. And I like to work with the women with trauma. So we kind of pull together and say, hey, you know, let's do this conference because it will help so many people. And um, it's not just for women, it's for men as well, because men need to heal as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so we had two amazing men speakers. Um, the, the, the theme of the conference is called Release the Baggage. And so we find that going into relationships with other people, we are carrying all of this baggage that we need to release. This conference is targeted for people who do not understand, um, who do not understand why they are feeling stuck or stagnated, or they just existing and not knowing their purpose and living. And if you are in a place in your life where you feel stagnated, you feel like I'm just existing. I'm not living. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't understand what baggage is holding me back. Then that conference is for you because we need to release the baggage of fear, the baggage of doubt, the baggage of shame and guilt that's been holding you back from living your full potential. And so it, I just feel like this is a season in our life for transformation. And, you know, this experience, you know, I know, okay, people love to empower, but this conference is going to impact because you are going to get tools, bring an open heart 
to be able to receive, bring your journal so that you can write down and take your notes and apply them to your life on a daily basis, because these things are going to be able to help you to get from that place of being stagnated and stuck and not being able to live your dreams. We allow fear to chokehold us and we are not able to do those things that we've always wanted to do. If I allow fear to hold me back, I wouldn't have been able to open up two facilities, you know, and I'm just in awe of just what God is doing because I did not let fear hold me back. Mm -hmm. And if I do feel afraid, I do it afraid. Mm -hmm. So that's the key, you know, just pushing yourself to your full potential. So I'm so excited because I just want to see people set free. I want to see people delivered from that baggage. And when you, when you are, you know, just playing a sport and you got baggage holding you down, you can't run and get, you know, play your full potential in that game because you're being held down in bondage. And it's time to be able to release that baggage so that you can be able to live your full potential life. And I'm so excited. I have some powerful speakers. We have Real Talk Kim from Mm -hmm. out of Atlanta. She is a dynamic pastor, Mm -hmm. speaker. You know, we have um, Greg Davis, which is Greg Davis is a relationship coach that is very well known that goes around the world um, just sharing and speaking. We have Derek Lott, which is an incredible speaker as well. He's an inspirational speaker. He is um, just I mean, just hearing his stories, the way that he tells the story, he breaks it down like you will be in awe. I have Lisa um, Sunshine. Um, she's a, a, a incredible speaker as well. She actually used to be my life coach. And then I have Kimberly Michelle, um, which is an incredible speaker. She here, She's based here out of Tampa. We have Dr. Sana that's going to be there giving some insight from a professional perspective, you know, um, else do we have I don't want to leave any of my speakers out no way Um, I have myself and Shalon Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just going to be incredible it's going to be an incredible day and we just had one more person but I won't say that but she is going to pump us up for this conference and I can't wait for people to see we're going to be advertising her today and it's so exciting and um, I'm looking so forward to this This, it's going to be an incredible day it's from nine to five it's in Tampa Florida at the embassy suites at the USF Um, and when you walk away it is going to be worth the travel. If you have to travel here to Tampa, it's going to be phenomenal. And I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. Now, how do folks um, register for the conference? Okay. So I have, um, I have Linktree in my um, bio on, um, at, um, at Harton's Love, Harton's Love. And um, they can also um, it's on Eventbrite. It's your time to shine. It's in Tampa, Florida. We also have it on Facebook. We have a couple of different pages. It's your time to shine on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and if you go on my Facebook page, Latasha Harton, um, it's the first, it's pinned to the top of my page. And it's also in my bio as well. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> now with the conference, will um, Part conference attendees, will they be able to 
go to breakout sessions or will they be able to hear all of the speakers? Because it sounds like you really got a dynamic lineup here. So um, we are going to, for the VIPs, and we do still have VIP um, tickets available, but they will get a hour session with Real Talk Kim. They will get a whole hour session. Um, the people who are not VIP, you're still special. We still love you. Um, and you will be able to um, meet with the panel. Okay. And you'll have Q&A. So you'll be able to ask the panel questions. We have Dr. Sanaa, Lisa Sunshine. We have Derek Lott. And we also have Greg, um, Greg Davis, which is the relationship coach. Okay. And so he speaks a lot about relationships and about a lot about how you're bringing these bag, you bring baggage into these relationships and you wonder why your relationships are failing miserably. Right. And so, so many of us can use, um, yeah. uh, I mean, because it, it's true. Your, your, your childhood, uh, previous relationships that all comes into play when you're trying to enter into new spaces with new people. And as much as you may try not to bring that baggage in, all of us have some form of baggage. It just depends on how much baggage we're carrying. Yes. <laughs> and, and how <laughs> we, and how we deal with it. But it, I think it's very important for us to, you know, start to take a look at what ways we can focus on trying to heal um, because, you know, our relationships in general, and it is not just, you know, those intimate relationships, but relationships with family, you know, with friends, it all plays, plays a part. Yes. So I'm so glad that you are doing this. Now, is this um, it's the, it's your time to shine. This isn't your first conference because when, at the top of the show, we talked about how you and your partner were working on a conference previously. Do you, um, facilitate conferences annually or with different themes or what, what, what do you do as far as that is concerned? Yes. My name, my nonprofit is called Breaking a Silence, Healing the Pain. And, um, Breaking a Silence, Healing the Pain is known for, domestic violence, emotional abuse, and um, sexual abuse. We try to have our conference annually. However, when COVID hit, you know, we were not able to move forward. Mm -hmm. And um, so we did one in 2017, one in 2018. Mm -hmm. In 2019, we went to Atlanta and we did interviews. We wanted to interview other people of what their story was like. And then we you know, um, edit it and put it out there so that people can say, hey, this is what I went through, but this is where I am today. And so you may have experienced this in your life, but this is, does not define who you are as a person. And then I, I was not able to have one in 2020 mm -hmm. and I was not able to have one in 2021. So this is the first conference again since 2019. Okay. Well, I am quite sure it is going to be an awesome event. Um, and, and so glad that you're able to now, you know, now as we are, as I say, we're back outside, um, able to interact um, with people in person and be able to um, participate in the conference. I think that's wonderful. Um, with your nonprofit, Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain, I know you mentioned... 
that, you know, you focus on domestic violence, um, sexual abuse, um, what type of services do you provide in terms, is it, um, is that where you provide the life coaching? Do you help your clients gain access to various resources to help them break through um, the trauma that they've experienced? What, how will, how can someone get in contact with you if they wanted to obtain services from your nonprofit as well? Okay, so I have a website. My website is www.latarshahoughton.com. I also have another website, um, www.btshtp.org. Um, that is the nonprofit um, website. So um, when people want those type of services, I normally do like an assessment. Mm -hmm. And for life coaching, it's basically like you've already been through therapy because I'm not a licensed therapist. So you need to go through, to, through therapy. And by the time you get to me, you're in a place where you are ready to put in the work, you know, and I can guide you through my own personal experiences, making sure that you love yourself, making sure you understand who safe people are, that you understand how to set boundaries that no is a complete sentence. And then we don't have to carry the load of guilt because you say no. We also, um, you know, not needing people's approval, you know, so I take people through a series of studies and the, the workbook is phenomenal because it, we use biblical principle and we also are teaching people of how to love yourself and to be assertive. You know, you don't have to be passive aggressive and not understanding of why you don't have a voice. You have a voice and you're going to use this voice because you are worthy. And so these are the things that are the steps that I take people through. Um, but I always make sure that they're in a place where they'll be able to do that. Because if you're in a, in a place where you need therapy, then you will go through therapy first. And I do have recommendations of different therapists that I can refer people to depending on where they are. Mm -hmm. um, and I even do research, you know, um, if I have to get on a phone and, you know, call different therapists in different states, if people reaching out to me, you know, I will help them to find a therapist. We'll read the reviews. We'll see, okay, this, this is what this therapist specializes in. So I will go to that extent of helping you because therapy is so important. It is. It's very important. And um, I, I thank my therapist to this day, you know, and when I see on social media, I say, hey, I love you. I miss you, you know, because she was so incredible. She did not give up on me and she fought for me, you know, and so it's, it's, it's a good feeling to have somebody that really wants to pour into you the way that she did me. And so and she believed in me. And so I, I, I will I will always remember her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am so glad that you were willing to share your story uh, with me here on Light It Up and also that you um, got the courage to release and to be able to share your story and be transparent, which I know has already helped people and will, con will continue to help others. Um before we wrap up, just remind everyone again, the conference, It's Your Time to Shine, that's Saturday, November 19th, right? Yes. Tampa, so Florida, 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock. 
and they can, folks who are interested in attending can register or um, for the conference on Eventbrite. Yes. Um, so if you just do a search for It's Your Time to Shine, um, you can also find it on Facebook and Instagram. Is there, um, and you said you have a few VIP tickets left. So yes. I'm going to encourage folks to get those VIP tickets so you can get that. Um, and I'll tell you them. what, yeah. if somebody purchase a ticket from listening to your podcast, light it up, they will receive a 25% off wow. discount. Okay. And so um, a 25% discount on your ticket, but they would need to, um, they would need to email me saying I was on lighted up podcast. Okay. And I've listened to this podcast and this is how, and, and, they, and I can send them a 25%, our team can send them a 25% discount. Well, look at that. So you guys <laughs> want to attend the conference, especially if you're in the Tampa area, but even if you're not in the Tampa area, it is worth the travel. It, I was going to say it is worth the travel. Make sure that you um, reach out to Latasha and let her know that you saw her here on Light It Up Podcast. So do you want to give folks your email address so that they can reach out? Yes, the email would be info at btshtp.org. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm so very excited uh, for you and for all of the great work that you are doing and will continue to do. I want to thank you so much for being my guest today and you have an open invitation. So should you ever want to come back on Light It Up, would love to have you back um, just so you can give us some updates on what other incredible things you are doing um, to help those who need to work on transforming their lives. Yes. So thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you for having me on. And I'm just in awe of the work that you are doing. And it's, you know, and I just see the glow on your face, you know, and just the excitement. So I just thank you for what you're doing because you're definitely making a difference. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate Welcome. that. So thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of Light It Up. Make sure you share this episode with a friend um, and, and have them to reach out or you reach out as well to Mrs. Um, Halton um, to get those services, especially if you, I, that's what I meant to ask you, you're based in the Tampa area. And so for individuals who are looking for services um, from your nonprofit, is that also based? In it's global. Global. Yes, because we do Zoom group meetings, we do one-on-one group uh, meet sessions, you know, we can prepare to connect mm -hmm. um, in person as well. So it's just, they just need to just click that button. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Register. Perfect. Well, you'll also be able to um, obtain the contact information within the show notes. So make sure you take a look at that and visit the website. But I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Light It Up. 
Hope to see you back here next week and you'll find out who my next guest will be uh, for the uh, upcoming episode. And as I leave you, always remember to continue to light it up and shine bright like a diamond. Oh, wow. Love it. Thanks for joining me this week on Light It Up. Make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohammed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at Light It Up Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, light it up and shine bright like a diamond.